This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Welcome to the Wednesday Tie-Dye Podcast. This is the debate show brought to you every Wednesday at 8 o'clock where we give you a voice and a chance to come up and give your thoughts on Sheffield Wednesday. Uh, if you want to come up, do press that request to talk button on the bottom left. Come up and share your opinion on your club. Uh, if you don't want to speak but you still want to have your say, then you can tweet us at WTIDpod or just press that little icon on the bottom right, little speech icon, uh, and I'll read some of the best ones out. Now, uh, what we're going to be talking about uh, today, then obviously we can talk about the 4-0 defeat against Millwall. Some are saying it's the worst game that they've seen. I said it's the worst performance under Danny Rail. Uh, where does it rank for you? Has your opinion changed since Saturday and I have had time to think about it all do let us know um also let's have the debate on dawson and vasquez who should start next week when we travel to birmingham obviously not this weekend the following week it's internationals this weekend unfortunately um for me surely it's got to be vasquez doesn't it um rolls obviously must see something in in dawson though to having chosen him in the last five games and and of course he's only five games in charge of sheffield wednesday do let us know what you think about that we're also uh, talking about group 1867 or the 1867 group they came out on monday with a banner that was fixed to the south stand gates bearing the words dej ponchan siri not fit or proper sell the club uh following that they've started a petition which is already over 1300 signatures already um they'll be joining us I think they're already here now uh, on, the, on the pod so uh, if you have any questions for them either tweet us or come up and ask them yourselves the floor is yours uh, I also want to know your worst away day following Wednesday tweet us with yours there's been loads already so I will read some of them out if I get chance uh, but I also just want to start off with the news that our head of technical analysis and recruitment analysis Dean Hughes is set to leave the club and join Blackpool alongside David Downs uh, a reminder that the January transfer window is just 46 days away and we don't have anyone in any sort of advisory role or recruitment role or anyone overseeing transfers um, is that cause for concern for yourself do let us know. And it's not just myself. As always, I'm joined by uh, Liam Russell. Liam, how are you, mate? You all right? Yes, very well, mate. Thank you. Are you? Yeah, all uh, all good. I'm uh, looking forward to tomorrow. Not going to lie, you know, football content awards in Liverpool uh, should be uh, should be a decent one. Just seeing how many people are going to be there. Like, I, I think we need some binoculars. <laughs> if we're sat at that back of that room, it'll be we'll be miles away. I know, mate. I know. I'm buzzing there. To be fair. Yeah, it should be, be good. There, sat on next table to them lot across the road so yeah. I, I think yeah. i think we'll be having a, a discussion or an argument as to whose season's been the worst to be fair <laughs> there'll, there'll, be, there'll be no bragging rights on that one um Liam, i'm going to chuck in it well not chuck in the bus but throwing it deep end this news that you know they said a technical analysis and recruitment dean, dean, uh, dean hughes joining Blackpool alongside David Downs. Um, yeah, it, transfer windows <laughs> is coming up quite quickly, isn't it? I've not seen that. <laughs> Go on then, so, live reaction. Um, yeah, it's not, well, it's not good, is it? It's not particularly surprising. You know, nothing really surprises me these days. <laughs> yeah, 
Um, but yeah, it's not very promising, is it? No, I mean, look, we know we need some players in January, don't we? We, we know we need a striker. There's other areas as well, which I think we need to strengthen in, you know, lo- loans need to go back. Um, we need to bring some fresh ideas in and stuff like that. I mean, I'm just hoping that Danny Rill might have got something up his sleeve, really, and he's probably thought, no, what, we don't even need these these guys. I'm going to get my own guys in and uh, and do it that way because, um, yeah, it's not... Yeah, uh, I, mean, I mean, you never know, mate. We might have, uh, we might have some people lined up that he's uh, recommended, but... Uh, yeah, I suppose you've got to get them out of the door first before you get the, the new people in, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. But that might be asking a bit too much, mightn't it? <laughs> yeah, I've no, I've no idea. It, it's just it's never good news, is it? Coming out of Sheffield Wednesday, it's always the the opposite. It's always, you know, there's people leaving. Like I said David Downs has left. Um, Liam Dooley's left as well. That position's not being filled either that be, that's being filled internally um someone's just kind of stepped up and, and taken that role over in the in the interim whether that's going to be permanent or not i've no idea um but yeah it's not uh it's not looking it's not looking great at all but uh but yeah um just on the obviously you know we, we can talk about the Millwall defeat and things uh, and things like that. Obviously, we've we've already talked talked about that ourselves on the pod at the weekend liam um and just to kind of I suppose kick things off a, a little bit before we speak to the 1867 group. There's the, the Dawson and Vasquez thing. There was a thing that I were, I've been thinking about earlier, Liam. Because obviously, when you look at, at Vasquez, surely he fits the style of play that Danny Rill wants to play. You know, the, the passing out from the back, um, you know, being comfortable on the ball. And I just think Dawson just isn't that at all. Whereas what I've seen with Vasquez so far this season, he is. He is all of that, you know, the, the clipping the ball over the top of the, the strikers when they're on rushing on and, and things like that. I don't know whether it's down to, obviously, goal, goalkeepers train by themselves, you know, well, amongst themselves, should I say, for vast majorities of the time during training. Obviously, Nicky Weaver's the coach, isn't he? The, the goalkeeping coach at the moment. Nicky Weaver's been here quite a while. Dawson's obviously been quite a while. Obviously, I know he were at Exeter a couple of seasons ago. I don't know whether Nicky Weaver's just kind of feeding Danny Rill the the information that he wants to hear because you know, Danny Rill's not going to see everything of of um, of Dawson all the week, is he really? Liam? Yeah, I don't know about that. It's it's a tricky one, isn't it? I don't know if it's obviously what might say what what he's been fed back or whatever else, you know. Uh, Vasquez was uh, injured was he was ill when he yeah. first came in apparently so then you know he not trained because of this illness and then Dawson's just gone in I don't know um, but yeah like you say in terms of the, the playing it out from the back and being comfortable on the ball I mean you know that that's the one thing that most definitely fits Dawson in Vasquez you know what I mean yeah um, and and like we said, is it? Is it? We spoke about it, didn't we? On uh, on Sunday, we said, is it? Is it the fact that you know Dawson is the contracted permanent keeper? Uh, you know, does he know that we might not? He wants to turn up strength and elsewhere, and we might not be able to get another keeper in. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's many things that why, why you might have given him more of a shot than than Vasquez, but. Also, like we said on the pod at the weekend, he just looks like his confidence is completely gone. 
you know, he's making decisions and stuff on the pitch that, that to me screams his confidence has been knocked and he's, he's not got any. Yeah. That's in it. It's, it's decision making for me. And I think you, you said you summed it up perfectly. I just need to be taken out of the firing line. I think personally, else if not, you know, it's that fight or flight syndrome or whatever. But I, I feel like he's just gonna, he's just gonna struggle more and more. And and before you know it, that that, that it could be done. It could be just defeated, and we could be back to to square one again, where we were with Dawson. You know, when we came down last time from uh, from the championship. Right, right. Let let's bring in the eighteen sixty seven group then. Um, I, I believe they still want to remain anonymous for the time being but obviously they've uh, accepted to come on to onto the podcast today to to talk about everything uh, with what they're trying to do at the moment uh, obviously i'm sure everyone's seen everything what they what they've been trying to do recently and kind of in the uh, in the past as well so yeah it's an opportunity to for everyone to ask questions i've got a few questions myself i'm gonna gonna ask just want to point out as well I might be playing devil's advocate a few times with some of the questions that I'll be that I'll be asking. Doesn't necessarily mean that that's my view, but I know it's a view of of some people that I've seen on on social media. But um, yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, do do really appreciate it. No problem. Sorry, James. Cheers. Yeah, all uh, all good. Um, yeah, f- first first of all, I just want to kind of. Also, also as well, if anyone's got any questions, then do do tweet them, or you can come up and and have your say. Then that's perfectly all right as well. First of all, um, well, what it's probably a bit obvious, but kind of, I was going to ask, what's your overall aim? It's, it's too obvious that one. But the first, first one I do want to ask is, you know, when you first started the group, was it something that you'd that had been thought of for quite a while, or was it just born out of frustration for what was happening both on and off the pitch at, at the time? Well, I suppose the history of the group is it. You know, it, it started off, and, and I weren't involved at this time. Um, with a few lads in a WhatsApp group that, you know, I'd sort of had enough at situation at the club. Um, as time went on, obviously, we've got a belief that something needs to change, whether that be by protest or, you know, I mean, we've tried this. You know, fan groups have tried the whole uh, engaging with Chan Siri. That doesn't work. The supporters' trust have been banned from the engagement panel there's not really a voice for people that want change. So I think that, that were initial aim was to, to, to sort of try to do something a bit different. The tennis ball protest obviously didn't really work. Um, obviously, we, Reading had, had succeeded with that and, and, and maybe that, that's something we regret. But essentially, it got some media attention. It got a name out there. It got some followers on Twitter. And... And then, obviously, from then, we've, we've sort of listened to the, the wider fan base and, and tried to take advice from them. Where's the best way to go forward, really? I mean, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? We're all Sheffield Wednesday fans at the end of the day. We all want best for Sheffield Wednesday. We don't want to be protesting. We don't want to be against the ownership. We Ideally, we'd like an, you know, a sustainable future and decent owner, but I don't think we've got that. The group don't think we've got that. And as a result, we've had to try something a bit different. So that's where we're at. As it is now, we've got a few more people involved. Um, we've got a WhatsApp group with 13 people in there that all discuss ideas before we put them out. We've now put a petition out, which has got, last time I checked, nearly 1,400 signatures in less than 24 hours. 
we'd suggest that they're a voice, you know, that they agree with us. Um, you know, it's not, it's not, it's not 28,000. We know that but it's only been on for 24 hours. Yeah. So essentially we're just trying to build some sort of following and, and, and oppose what we think is going terribly wrong at the club. Yeah. Did, did you think you'd get more backing than you initially got? Cause I'll admit, you know, given the messages, messages that we get as a podcast and the comments that we regularly see flying around, both in our replies and and just you know on on the Sheffield Wednesday hashtag and things like that, um, I, I thought that the take up would have been pretty big when when you kind of came to to fruition. But I suppose it wasn't it wasn't very forthcoming initially, was it? No, I mean, I suppose mis- mistakes might have been made, but you've got to remember we're just Sheffield Wednesday fans. We're a group of lads. We're not necessarily you know, we, we, we haven't got the idea, all the ideas. We're leaning on the, the wider fan base to help us with that. Uh, we might make mistakes along the way, but as far as we're concerned, we're trying to do something a bit different. And, you know, and and since putting out the banner and the petition, we've, we've been laughed at, you know, people ridicule us. But essentially, if you agree with what we stand for, whether you agree the way we go about it or not, get on board, you know, something has to change because this is only going one way in our view yeah um obviously yeah, been a lot of mistakes i think we've we've highlighted them on the podcast as well quite uh quite a few times a lot of frustrations i know uh you know um yeah it's, it's just been one mistake after another you know almost seemingly constantly at, at the moment i mean what sort of time scale do you have if any because i mean it's not going to be an easy process is it getting rid of getting rid of a chairman i mean other groups have are trying it at the moment west brom reading you've already mentioned uh, i think man united have been trying to get rid of the glazers ever since they, they came in i think which were however many years ago um so it's, it's not going to be it's not going to be a quick fix is it no of course it's not i mean it's all you know it's almost impossible to get somebody to sell something they don't want to sell, we appreciate that. But when things are going as bad as they're going, how long can you stand by and watch it happen? At some point, we have to stand up as a fan base and say it's not acceptable. It's not acceptable to turn on us as, as fans and essentially customers who put us hard earned money into the club week in, week out. It's, it's not acceptable. And at some point, things have to change. Now, whether we're early, whether we're late, I don't know. You know, nobody's nobody knows that, but there's no there's no direction from the club of where it's going. People say, oh, you know, Chantilly he's, he's took one step backward, uh, forwards two step backwards. I'd say it's worse than that. We're not taking any steps forward, and we haven't since he took over at the club. The only the only movement's been backwards. We've been relegated. We've had points deducted. We aren't going forwards. And if we stand by and watch it, our view is that it's going to end drastically worse than where it's already at. Yeah. What do you say to those people that are saying, "Ah, oh, well, but Chan Series bankrolling the, the the football club, uh, he's keeping us afloat," um, and, and also those that come out and say, "Well, where's the buyers for the for the football club as well?" Well, firstly, I agree he is bankrolling the club, but I'd suggest he's bankrolling his own mistakes because a lot of the money that he's having to put in now is from mistakes that he made in the first place. The gamble on going to the Premier League it didn't work. It were it were a good time, and, and we've openly said that you know we appreciate that, but we're not club accountants, so we haven't seen the consequences of his spending. It's only come to light now. So in hindsight, it's a great thing, but 
you know, he, he gambled essentially with the club's future. And now, what's the next step? He won't engage. He won't come out and be open. He's only sort of angle nice to attack the fan base. And I think we think that's maybe the beginning of the end. So I'd suggest it's sort of either we we try and get him to move, or or things could get a hell of a lot worse. Yeah, what about those? You know, people saying where where's the buyers of the football club? I, mean, I know Sheffield United down the road have been up for sale for what feels like forever. You know, they're in a let's put it, let's face it, they're in a much more attractive proposition than what Sheffield Wednesday is. You know, they're in the Premier League, all right, not doing very well at the yeah. moment. But you know, they've um, they've been to the Premier League a lot more times and a lot more recently than what than what we have before uh, this season as well. And and they can't we're, find a buyer. Were they not bought in a better position than what we're in now, and ended up in the Premier League? Yeah, you could, you could say, but you know, I'm just, I'm just highlighting that you know they, they've <laughs> yeah, not found I mean, a buyer as well. Buyers out there, isn't there? You know, there, of course there is. We don't profess to know them, of course we don't. But until you know, until there's a value on the club and he opens up and says he's willing to sell, how would you ever know if there's buyers out there? He's openly said he doesn't want to sell the club. We think that he needs to change that that decision because ultimately, unless something's up for sale, nobody's going to try and buy it. Also, you've got to look at what Reading, what's happened at Reading, the attention with them, um, West Brom. Uh, both clubs have gone up for sale since. Southend have got a new owner about to take over, Scunthorpe. Um, Reading owners moved from trying to attain power to try to sell the club. Chancery himself shown to be very egotistical. Fans wanting him out uh, might make him think again. There's lots of interest in buying undervalued football clubs at the moment, especially in America. I'm not saying America is the answer, but with the plan of uh, growing assets along their reputation, which can mutually be compatible. What, what's the aim there? Is it easy for Chancery just to, to hold his hands up and put the club up for sale? Because, I mean, that's probably, the, I suppose that's the, that's the first step. And if he did that, then I suppose that's him admitting that, you know, he needs to, he needs to move on. Uh, to, to be fair, I mean, you, you could flip that question, what's the aim with Jan Siri? You know, for everybody that's that backing him up at this moment in time, where is it going? I mean, how can we possibly say where it would go if somebody did come in and buy us? Essentially, where we're going at the minute is in the wrong direction. We're going back to League One as it stands. Danny Roll may turn this round, and I really hope he does, because I like the guy. And, you know, end of the day, I'm a Wednesday fan. I take... I take my son to match every other week. You know, my dad's a massive Wednesday fan. I've been brought up to love the club. Nobody's against the club. Like to, to think that because we're protesting, we don't like the club is, is absolutely ridiculous. We love the club. We just we just cannot see our, how Chancery can turn this round. Yeah, the, the, the way I see it, I think there is a lot of people that they hate Chancery, dislike him, whatever whatever your word you want to use, and don't want him at the football club. I also think. There's a lot of those people as well that, you know, the whole, the grass isn't always greener on the other side. Um, and they feel like if another owner comes in, we could be in a worse, in a worse off position. Um, you know, we could be, you know, it might be that we don't find another, uh, another owner and then Chancery suddenly stops putting money in. And then we, we look at administration and, and things like that. It's, it's, is that a big fear of yours or is that something that you're willing to, that you're willing to take on? I well, don't think the club caught. will go into administration because I don't think Chancery would want to lose the club for nothing. Um, we've seen it in recent weeks. 
threatening of the fans with the tax bill, etc., etc. If the club went into administration, Chancery loses in hindsight. So I don't think he'd want to take the club down that route. Um, I think he's holding out for an offer of his valuation, which we don't know yet. Um, until he publicly comes out and says what his valuation is, then we don't know where we're going to go. But do you not, do you not agree with sort of the a section of the fan base that are thinking, you know, um, the grass isn't always greener? Because, you know, that is... That is a, has, it, has it ever been much browner? <laughs> or greener? No, I'm saying has it been has it been much worse in our in our full history? Has it ever been much worse? Because we're gonna go down pretty much nailed on unless there's a miracle. And we're gonna end up where we've the worst we've ever been. We've never been in League Two. So you know, how can it get that much worse? There's no plan. And and you know, what once we once we well, I don't wanna say that because I you know, I'm an optimist, I want I want Wednesday to succeed. I don't want us to go down. But if we do go down and chance here is in this sort of mode. What? Where do we go from there? There's, is there going to be investment? There's no answers from club. You know, there's no long-term strategy, and there never has been. And that's the that's the major worry. It's almost like stop it before it gets worse. That's that view on it. Yeah, of course. Um, let's read a few a few tweets. I do do get involved. If you do want to ask any questions as well? I can see that um, see that Aaron's got his hand up. I'll come to you in a second, Aaron. Uh, Scott said the grass isn't always greener, but it's worse I've ever known. So the gamble of him selling up is a much better option. Jim says the apprehension to protest against the poor owner because we may get another poor owner is absurd. Um, uh, and then there's. Uh, Mark Hope says remaining anonymous isn't condu- conducive to gathering support, in my opinion. Um, and then Sean says, "Our tech administration points deducted the lot. Just get shut of chance era." Aaron, you've got your hand up, mate. You want to say something? Well, I was just going to say, James. Sorry. Go on, Liam. Pretty much that last tweet has, has said what I was going to say. I was going to say grass is grass in it, and it's not getting much fucking worse than what it is now, in my opinion. Yeah. It, what 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 is you know? So a worse owner might take it into administration, but from what we've seen so far, what's this this current owner going to do? Keep us afloat, just above administration, just just keep us above it. What's the difference? I know the club might go out of existence, whatever else, but what's the point in just surviving <laughs> if, we, if we're not going to do well? Yeah, you know I, I mean? yeah. I just want to point out as well. The questions that I'm posing aren't my opinions. I am, you know. Oh, yeah, I know, I know. No, I'm just, I'm just saying for everyone listening as well, Liam. Just, just to, just to, for avoidance know, of doubt, people, just, just to create the debate. Listen before, will know my opinion. Well, yeah, of course. As well, um, it's not something new, is it? So I just thought I'd, I'd voice my little, uh, little opinion there. Yeah, it's fine. Go, go on, Aaron. What do you want to say, mate? Yeah, I, I agree with the guys and the fact that it we aren't going to get in a better situation. And as it looks, we are going straight back down to League One. And with where, with how it's looking, we're most likely going up in League Two. But the thing is, with this guy, with Chan Siri, like we've been saying for weeks and months and years, he's egotistical. And the only thing he cares about is himself. Like, even when he came out and asked the fans to put £100 each, 20,000 of us, to put £100 each to save the club. At the end of the day, it's not up to the fans to save the club, it's up to him. And the EFL need to start getting a grip of themselves with owners because it, like we've seen it with Reading, Southend, Scunthorpe. Like, 
when I was five years old, Scunthorpe, which I swear they were challenging for playoffs in the championship, and now look at them, they're down in like uh, National League North or whatever it is. And it's like, I look at Germany and how German clubs are run, and they've got a rule, I think it's a 51 49 rule or whatever, where the owners are only allowed to own 49% of the club and the rest of it is the fans. I don't see why they can't bring that into English football because then the amount of teams going into administration and like where they're ending up, it'd stop because then the fans have got majority say. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's probably, that that's many, many years down the line. You can't, you know, that's something that can't just be implemented in a, in a year or two, uh, you know, to, to, to have that sort of change. You look at some of the, you know, the valuations of some football clubs. Um, yeah, I've, I've, I dread to think how that would even happen. But yeah, it's, it's a great model over in Germany and it seems to work, doesn't it? You know, where, you know, when I mean, you look at ticket prices and, and, and things like that, it's uh, the, their tickets for their games are a hell of a lot cheaper than what, well, certainly cheaper than at, at Hillsborough anyway, but certainly cheaper than, than everywhere else. There's a team that play in Germany called Union Berlin. And before last year, they'd never been in the top division, I think. And they got there just last season. And they've, or the season before, and last season they've managed to qualify for Champions League football. And it's like their, their strategies of signing players, of being able to bring the youth through and then in like four or five years down the line, selling that youth on for probably 15 plus, well, not 15 plus million, but a profit of what they got them for and then pumping that money straight back in to make them even better. And it's like, if half of the teams in England did that, you wouldn't see as much transfer embargoes or point deductions or owners saying, oh, we're losing money and all this. It's like, well, get a grip of yourselves, realise what sort of situation you're in, stop being narcissistic and egotistical and think about the... Because what foreign owners don't don't understand about English football, and I've had this conversation with my dad, and what they don't understand about English football is that we're not just like we don't just support the club. The club is our lifestyle. Like we're brought up to enjoy football and I support our team through thick and thin. And they're never gonna understand that. And we're always gonna be screwed by foreign owners just purely and simply because of that fact. Yeah. Cheers for your comments, uh, Aaron. I've just got another question for for the group as well. Now, I, I don't think for one minute this this is going to happen. Um, but if if Chancery was to to change his ways, if he was to bring people in 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 footballing roles, you know, such as you know a, a CEO or a, a director of football, or have some sort of vision and a plan, um, bringing some some good corporate sponsors, bring some revenue in from from external external places, uh, sort out the ticket prices or, or you know, I, I suppose really just have a plan because I don't think I've ever seen a plan in the eight years that he's, that he's been here. If he was to do that, w- would would that satisfy you or has the ship sailed and it is just a case of he needs to get gone? I don't well, think in the past eight years he's shown any sign of, um, of doing that. I think you've just hit the nail on the head there. Um, he might end up taking a step back and saying to himself, you know what, I've got it wrong, and then start bringing people in. But didn't he do this with Gwen Roder, uh, Mir and Co., and they only lasted a few weeks? Um, the guy's been here eight years, and we can't see that changing for the next, 
two or three years what, the next year what, what what i mean is like is there is it just a case of we want you to sell or is there a, a situation where you're happy for to enter dialogue in with him and actually um make positive changes for the football club with him still being the you know as chairman or owner of sheffield wednesday or like i said is it just a case of you're not even bothered about that anymore it's just get him gone i mean is he likely to listen to anyone he, he won't listen you know i mean at the end of the day supporters groups can't engage with him fans can't engage with him he comes out attacking fans he is not going to change his mindset and suddenly become this magical great owner so i mean you'd, you'd welcome dialogue of course you would because we're worried about the immediate future of the club but long term come on it, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna work is it yeah, that's fair, fair enough. Uh, right, let's let's bring some other people up, see if they've got any anything to say as well. I think Ben was one of the first. Ben, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah, good, mate. First of all, mate, I just want to issue an apology on your behalf <laughs> what, for what happened what, last weekend. What do you, do you mean asking asking you for a score prediction, something that I ask every single week? Absolutely right, mate, because if you don't ask for that score prediction, I don't come up and say, oh, we're going to hammer them 6-0, and then we don't lose. Or get battered, so I'm going to blame you, mate. Why not? All right, I'll, I've got broad shoulders, Ben. I'll take it, mate. It's uh, no problem. Sorry, it's all right. Go on. We're, we're talking about 1867 group, Ben. Where do you stand on on it all, mate? If you want to, if you want, if yeah. you want to talk about that, is yeah. Um, obviously, I want him gone. He's, you know, you'd like to think it'll go eventually. And I said a few weeks back, didn't it? I think it feels like it's final chapter. It's just whether or not it's going to be a, a short chapter. Well, it's going to be a massively long, drawn-out chapter, and I think it's going to be the latter, and it's going to be a long one. It's going to drag on, and he, he don't want to go. Ben, do you know? I know his fans want him gone. But... Do, do, do you not sit and think to yourself, why is why is Dejpon Chancery the owner of Sheffield Wednesday Football Club? Do you ever ask yourself that question? Because I've asked myself a few times, and I just I really have no idea why he is. I don't know what he gets out it, of it. Like it is, if he's literally putting two million pound into the club every month, as he says, and that's how much money we're losing. Where's and, and you know, and if he's getting these abuse that he's that he said that he is receiving, and everyone hates him, uh, or seemingly everyone hates him, and you know, clubs at the bottom of the league, like where, where's the enjoyment coming? From? Because that's not you know, that's not enjoyment, yeah. is it? I think when he took over the club, I think he had genuine interests in club. I think he wanted to do well. I think his intention were take over the club, get him in Premier League, get money. Yeah, probably, and yeah. It didn't work out. Yeah, it didn't work out, did it? I think he's realised now, also with FFP, he's absolutely blown it because we can't spend. I don't think he's even got money to spend. And I think he's just sat stubborn. He's not willing to make changes. I mean, I said over it when he appointed Danny Roll, I think he's pissed off back to Thailand, Danny. I don't even think he's in country. So, perfect chance to keep your trap shut, get a chief executive in, let somebody come in, run club for you, and just stay quiet behind scenes. Just let the club just be, just run itself. But he went there, it like statements, it's mourning at fans, no more additional funds. I mean, I don't know if you saw the turnstiles at weekend. Once again, there were about two turnstiles up and on cop. It, you know what I mean? Is that down to lack of funds? Um, so yeah, that, I don't know where he's going to go, mate. I think eventually, outcome is he will leave eventually. It's just does he go down in a blaze of glory? It's he's stubborn, isn't he? He's, he's like a lot of multi multi millionaires 
they're setting the ways and it's their way and we don't want to take advice from anybody and I feel like he's going. He's like yeah. a he's like a, a boxer that's going down, swinging. Do you know what I mean? As he as he's falling, he's yeah. just swinging his arms like you know anywhere, just trying to trying to hit something. Um, yeah. And what I will say is, I think he knows you want him gone, and I don't see what protests are going to do because he knows you want him gone. And I think all it's going to do is going to rile him up even more if we do it now mid season, and it's just going to cause more trouble for the team for me. Let's wait till towards the end of the season, see where we're going to be. Probably going to go down. But who knows, if we can get behind them, get string a few results together, let's see what happens. Because if we try and do it now, he's going to kick off and just give him zero funds in January for transfer window. Well, I mean... There's probably an opportunity to, to respond to that if you if you want to. Yeah. I think, um, um, I think with our current position, depending where we are in January, he might just cut his losses and go down without a fight. He can chuck money if he wants. And then if we do go down after he's chucked money at it, that could come back to bite him as well. So kind of in a bit of a 50-50 situation yeah. in that respect. But but on the kind yeah, of, you know, protesting now could be a detriment to the team and, and our chances of survival. I mean, we're only what, I say only, is it nine or 10 points? Uh, shy of safety, I think it's nine points in here at the moment. Uh, it's It's not a... It's not an insurmountable mountain, uh, as to coin the phrase from the back end of last season. Uh, is the is the protest going to be a, a detriment to the to the team on the pitch? I mean, don't make any sort of protest be the reason for us getting relegated. That that, that would that would be really unfair. And the, the everybody's got a right to an opinion when they buy a season ticket. Everybody's got a right to opinion when they buy a single ticket. It's not our fault that we're where we are. There's only one man accountable for all of this, from Darren Moore leaving to the Cisco Mooners drama to the terrible recruitment. You know, let, let's not aim that at protesters if we go, go down, because that, that would be extremely unfair. No, we're not aiming at you guys, mate, saying that's going to be the reason we're going now, but surely it's better to protest towards the end of the season. Get behind the team. If you look at that coaching staff we've got now, Chance to your point of them, you look at Danny Rolls' CV and every interview, he's got some, and you got likes of Chris Powling. He's been a manager, you know, a decent manager, yeah. you know, in his own right. We've got a really good coaching squad. We can get behind them. I'm convinced how we've been playing that you know, we, we could stop up and string a few results together. I just I think, mean, let's see where we are in a couple of months' time then. That's when to start kicking off. And I mean, I totally respect your opinion. You know, we get behind them every week. And and I mean, no more so than the Millwall. Even you know, four 0 down, there, there were no protests against Chance here. Really, there were no chance. There were nothing negative on the pitch, and we we got beat four 0 So protests don't affect professional footballers. They genuinely don't. Protests will only affect one man, and that's Chance here. But that, that's a problem, though, mate. Isn't it because it will affect him if he decides that's it. I'm just going to fuck club up even more. Uh, who knows where it goes at minute, well, you know. He said he's not going to put additional funds in. and I, I get that point of view, but how long do you let it go on? Because, you know, when he took over, we were, you know, mid-table championship. And now again, yet again, we've gone through eight years of turmoil and him accusing us of all sorts yeah. of stuff. And we're, we're, facing the, we're facing League One yet again. You know, no, I, I, I get it, mate. It, 
Do you do it in pre-season? When do you do I'd it? I'd say end of, towards the end of the season, mate. Like, you know, see where we are. You know, come end of the season. I suppose you know, the only thing on that, on that, on, I suppose the only thing on that Ben though is. It's not because of this season that we're bottom at league. I guess why people are frustrated with Chancery. It's a culmination. It's a culmination of of everything, and and just because things are going all right, I guess people are still going to feel aggrieved about everything that's happening behind the scenes. Just because we survived this season, doesn't mean that all those problems have gone away. I guess. Yeah, I mean, people are saying we can't sink any lower. We can. I mean, somebody mentioned. Um, Scunthorpe, no, yeah. South End, look up, yeah, Scunthorpe, South look where they are. I know be a lot of smaller clubs. They're virgin going, going out of business, weren't they? They're in non-league now. So it can get worse. And my only fear is if we try and do it now and really piss him off, he'll just think, fuck it, I can just have a laugh here. And I don't think he's bothered anymore, is it? I mean... I don't know. I, mean, I think he clearly is because every time something kicks off, club statement incoming. Uh, I mean, I'm surprised there weren't one on yeah. on Tuesday. I'll be perfectly honest. Um, it'll have been, you know, someone must have took his passwords away from him for, for club website, um, and maybe maybe Alex <laughs> and Joe have turned the turned the mobile off uh, this uh, this week, uh, so you can't get in touch with them either. So I I, I don't know. Um, ben, cheers for your comments. Man. I've got Sups right. that's got his hands up, and perhaps want to say something as well. Hi, mate. How you doing? I'm all good, mate. All good. Thank you very much. Yeah, good. Um, no, I just want to say, um, I just want to say, hat, hats off to the lads, really, for, for for doing something because it's number one, it's a thankless task. You know, you're going to get attacked from all angles. I don't expect to agree with every form of protest, but that's that's the nature of protests. It's it's supposed to be disruptive. It's supposed to put people's noses out of joint. That is the definition of a protest. And what we got, um, I mean, really, we're back. I wasn't expecting to check in for therapy tonight, James, but it looks like I'm here, here again. <laughs> Go on, then. I'll send um, you that invoice but, uh, a bit later on, mate. <laughs> um, but really, what, what they mentioned about nearly getting in the Premier League, we've had, you know, I mean, he's dined out on that for long enough. But we as, we as Wednesday fans... We don't. We don't know, as the lad said, what what the accounting's like. We trusted him to be financially responsible, and he's proven not to be. So every year it's got worse and worse, um, and the grass is greener. It, it is green on the other side. Stuff. I mean, that that's just not how life works. You know, that's that's proper loser mentality. That's like that's like being in a toxic workplace or or a really horrible, abusive relationship and saying, oh, I'm just going to stick around because things could be worse. That's not, that's not the way life works. You know, you, you, you have to look for a better solution. And um, however, however that solution comes about, um, that's, it, it, it has to start somewhere. I mean, I think his, um, I, I, do, I do kind of hope that his hand will be forced at some point because I, I do, I do think that he's that he's kind of um, living off his dad's money and his dad's name and all the rest of it. And if he is besmirching the the family name and if he is besmirching the that his dad's reputation, then his hand might be forced by by, by other means anyway. I was just going to say that, um, so it's either the money's yeah. going to run out or the, the club's going to become more sustainable. 
One, one, yeah. one or the two, one or the other is going to have to happen at some point. You can't sustain, um, you know, a, a twenty-four million pound loss year on year, every you, year. You, you, you can't. I mean, what? The, and and it comes down to, he cannot afford not to sell up at that point because, I mean, what what do you do if you can't afford to run a car? You you sell it, and you don't get. You don't get fifty grand for it because that's what you want. You sell it for the best price going, and you move on. The problem is, I, I don't know how much the club's worth. I mean, nobody knows. It, 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 something's only worth as much as someone's prepared to pay for it, as, as we all know. But something that's losing two million pound a month, then how can it be worth anything? Like you know, because surely the the someone taking it off his hands, you know, as every month goes by. He's two million pound better off every single month. Um, That's right. Do you know what I mean? So, so I don't see how he can. You know, if he if it takes the longer it takes, it's cost. You know, if he's going to get fifty million for it, if it takes, you know, twenty five, you know, two years for that to go through, or, or a year or whatever, he's he's going to be. You know, that's half his money just gone that, he's, that he was well, going to get for it. So he should. So he could have just given it. I mean, he could have just given it away. That's right, but I, I think if he'd have stuck the for sale sign up the morning after we beat Barnsley at Wembley, he'd have he'd have had interest. His phone would have been his phone would have been ringing, um, and uh, and that's that, that's just the way it goes because people people can see they can see the potential, um, and when they can see the potential, there's there's interest, but. Um, I mean, I really, I, 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 I do, uh, I do have sympathy for trying to do something rather than, rather than just, ju- just watching it play out. Um, but I mean, you know, people talk about Chan series elephant statues and chucking them in the don. I mean, the only statue that needs chucking in the don is Cameron Dawson. <laughs> wow. Oh. Wow, that's uh, <laughs> there we go. I didn't expect that one coming out. So I'll be, per- I'll be perfectly and, honest. And that, you, you know, I mean, I am tongue, tongue in cheek there. But, uh, Just mic know, mic drop coming in, coming in there. It was going <laughs> so well that as well. <laughs> <laughs> going back, that was just an observation on his uh, on, on his movement in the Millwall game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, cheers, Subs. Thanks for your thanks for your comments. Um, just want to read a, a few more tweets out as well. One from Bugsy. He says, "Just got a new manager in, uh, an A star coaching team, and people are trying to drag us through the muck over and over." Um, also, one from Dale. Ch- uh, Chancery did a did have a plan to get to the Prem in the first three years, hoping to make bank from Premier League money. That plan failed, and had no idea what to do. And uh, it hasn't had any since. Um, let's have a look. Uh, uh, Bugs is on it again. West Bromwich for sale. Cat One Academy. Modern ground. Playoff run. Forty million asking price and nothing. We don't own the ground. We are sixty million in the red to him at least. This group might as well start writing Santa, writing to Santa because there's more chance of him buying us. Uh, Gav We've said. Already asked Santa. Not interested. <laughs> yeah. Um, Gav's also said, wouldn't trust EFL to run a bath or Chancery for that matter. Um, right, let's go to a few other people as well. Uh, I, mean, I see you've got your hand up, Aaron, but I'm just going to come to a few others. got loads of people that want to that wanna speak. Uh, let's go to Matt. Uh, Matt, how are you, mate? You all right? 
Yeah, not too bad, gents. How are you? Okay. Yeah, all uh, all good, Matt. Uh, what do you want to what do you want what do you want to say, mate? I suppose, I mean, firstly, I think <clears throat> the two lads who've come on from the 1867 group, I think you've had a lot of bashing online. Um, I think some of the stuff has been tongue-in-cheek, and I think the statement that you put out the other week in regards to kind of what had happened with, whether you agree with the protests or not, as you've already kind of said, surrounding kind of what had happened with the with the group and how it had kind of spiralled out of control and the fact that you'd kind of taken back control and then the, the statement that you'd put out yesterday um, in regards to kind of like the idea for surrounding protests, I think it was, you know, it's not nicer to see that there's some, without wanting to be critical of anybody, it's nicer to see that some kind of sense has prevailed with it and actually it seems to be a more productive thing and I think that was something that you acknowledged as well, which I think is, you know, a, a really important thing. So I just wanted to say really well done on that. Um, I suppose the next thing is this idea of, um, the, I can't remember who it was, it might have been Ben a, a, a right at the beginning ago. And I, whilst I appreciate the, the, the sentiment that this idea of, well, wait, wait until the end of the season, see what investment comes in January. I mean, we've, I, I'm, I, it was that point that really kind of, I suppose, raised it for me. We've been waiting for investment in the playing squad for the best part of two years, including in League One. It's not coming. It's just not going to happen. Um, even if we are in touching distance, let's say in January, say it's you know a six-point gap, which is more than overturnable. The, the most that we're going to get is loans and frees. We're not going to go out and spend money on players, irrespective of who the coaching staff is, irrespective of who the manager is, irrespective of how well we're doing. The money is just simply not there. And I know that it, it might be quite pessimistic of me saying so, but that has been proven time and again when we were in League One we all knew we needed to strengthen last year we didn't okay we pulled off an absolute miracle in the end it, it's just not going to happen again we all saw it on deadline day I mean I joined you guys for what the best part of four or five <laughs> yeah. hours to sit on a podcast to talk about 20 minutes after 11 that John Buckley and um, Jeff Hendrick had signed which we all knew about was happening uh, Joe I, I still think it's Jimi Hendrix that's signed uh, I haven't seen him <laughs> it might well be I'll tell you what, I'd fucking take him over that second half of period. At least half time entertainment would be better than them dizzy penalties anyway. 100%. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I, I, I just think it's it's at a point now where I think it's, to me anyway, it appears clear that Transiri has enough to keep the club afloat in League One. He has enough to become a bit of a yo-yo team between League One, two seasons down there, go on a bit of a run, come up, make a relative fist of it going back up. There's just not enough money there. Um, the idea that the, the grass might not always be green, and yeah, I completely understand that, but again, it's a gamble um, in any sort of thing. It was a gamble when Mandaric sold us to Chancery. First two years, weren't we all thinking this is wonderful? And to be fair to him, he did come in in that first period, and it, I can't remember where it would be. Said he'd got a five-year plan, and that five-year plan was to get us into the Premier League. Now, we got very close in the first year, second year playoffs, and then we all know the rest of the history, and it's we've been chasing our tail ever since, really. Um I just feel that we're in a position now where, yeah, I agree, it's, it's sort of the point of no return, this idea of it being a final chapter of his, of his legacy. I just get the impression this is a very long, drawn-out fight because at the moment, nicest will in the world, there is just not enough upward mobility from fans. Fans aren't angry enough. There's just a, a level of apathy set in. I, I mean, I openly admitted myself to it at the start of the season under Cisco. In terms of the playing squad, yeah, I think our, I think our playing squad is... I do still believe that playing squad is good enough. And now I believe in the manager much more so than I did under the under the previous manager in terms of Cisco. Um, but I just don't see how, as fans, <clears throat> we are expected to just sit there, shut up and take this. 
Um, Matt, why do you think that is, Matt? Matt, why why do you think fans are like that? I agree. I think there's a hell of a lot of people that just, you know, they they just want to go to the match on a Saturday or go, you know, to the game away from home and just want to see the team win. Obviously, that's not happening at the moment and things are happening behind the scenes, but then they almost, I don't know, like you said, they're not willing to to do anything about it, but yet you see other other fan bases that are mobilising and, and getting the, getting themselves together and, and trying to trying to do something. And, and on the whole, we're just not, I mean, there's a message here from Connor. I love my club, but I'm genuinely losing the will to keep going and paying money to watch a club fall apart week by week, just hoping a miracle happens and we stay up and get Chancery out. And do you know what? That particular message there sums it up in a nutshell, and that is exactly what Chan Series' legacy will be at this club. Fans who have become disillusioned, disenfranchised with it, clinging on to real mediocrity. I suppose you'd sit in two camps, really. There'll be the match-going fans who want to go. Someone I'd put, I'd put my dad in this category. A match-going fan, season ticket holder, goes home and away, and he just wants to go and enjoy an afternoon out of the football with his mates. I would then put myself in in a slightly different category of um, season ticket holder again, go to as many away games as my, my priority points will let me get to. Um, but I'm starting to get to the point of it being so ridiculous of what we're watching. And I suppose I come back to the idea of why there are so many fans in that category of, of kind of apathy. We've been used to crap for 20 years. Let's be honest, we've been used to terrible since what? late 90s, early 2000s, and in that time period since, what, 2000 of getting relegated, 23 years, we've had, what, three real positive seasons where there's been a where there's been a promotion or a Wembley win or something like that. Five, if you count, two playoff campaigns at, at, at championship level. Five in 20-odd years is going to batter fans in that we've had administration, club being sold for a quid, club being, you know, like half an hour or whatever it was from being wound up and not having a club. It's been beat down. And whilst I suppose there is still a relative beating heart there, and we are sustainable, even though he said he's not putting any more in, that doesn't mean that he's, it's, he's shown in the past couple of weeks. That doesn't mean that he's not going to stop funding the club at this point. It means he's not going to put any more money in. So you are going to just have a club that you can go to on a Saturday and watch football. Not, uh, yeah. It's going to be a club that you can go and watch and actually start getting excited by other than a, a miracle of the players that we've got there, loans and frees that come in, and a, a, let's be honest, a damn good coach. Yeah, I suppose as well, like when you, I've mentioned it many times, you know, I'm 34 years old. My earliest memory was when we got relegated. I've only seen Sheffield Wednesday in either, well, well, he's now obviously the championship or league one in my in my lifetime. I can't remember watching us in the Prem. I have to watch those YouTube videos, them season reviews to to see any any sort of good football like you know what, what people talk about. So you look at that, you know, you, you could comfortably say that most people thirty and below of this is all they've been used to seeing. They won't have you know they, they won't have seen any any. Premier League football for Sheffield Wednesday everyone keeps banging on about all the time so all they know is a is a club that does yo-yos mid-table in the champ in the second tier bounces down to to league one and, and back up again every every couple of years so you know I suppose it, this is just normal for for a lot of the fan base yeah, and because it's something that we have experienced with poor ownership, because we have had quite a few in in that particular period of time. I mean, myself, I'm 34 again, so again, I'm a similar sort of boat to you. Um, 
we have had uh, more poor owners than we've had good owners in that time. Um, but we're not at the point of just about to go out of business. So I suppose, again, I can't speak for everybody. I, I suppose it would be the, the trail of thinking that it, we're happy to just keep this ticking along. And again, just coming back to this idea of there aren't owners out there or aren't potential buyers out there, I would argue, yeah, I haven't got a clue who's got a couple of million knocking about down the back of the sofa to go and buy a football club. But there are owners out there. There are people who are interested in a football club. And I suppose if you are a savvy and smart businessman, if you take a look at the people who, so I know we keep harping on about Ipswich and the run that they're on, and I think they're receiving a lot of plaudits, and rightly so at this point in time, they bought a depreciated asset when Ipswich, who were a champion, you know, like a couple of, you know, early 2000s Champions League club, languishing in League One. What they've done is gone in, bought it at a cut price, and then restructured the entire thing top to bottom, and they're now reaping the benefits and rewards. Do I think they'll go up this season? No, of course I don't. I think they'll end up tailing off and they'll stabilise as a mid-table championship club. But bloody hell, would I take that right now from this circus that it is? Well, yeah, definitely. Matt, cheers for your comments, mate. Just another message, you know, another kind of, um, question for the group i guess um how, how do you go about mobilizing what is seen as a an apathetic fan base uh, and yeah and what sort of plans have you got to try and do that and do you kind of agree that that quite a lot of the fan base is is you know there's that apathy that's set in well i mean for a start i'd never criticize the fan base that's first mistake with chance to con- continually makes i don't think they're necessarily apathetic i think I think it's a, it takes time. People gradually get more and more fed up, and then join us at that point. I mean, you know, you know this this petition that we've got out at the minute is it's open ended. It could go on as long as it wants, and it can gain momentum as it goes. It, I I don't necessarily want to call the fans apathetic. I, I don't think that's the right thing to do. I just I just ask any fans that have. You know, well, there's a lot of people that are just saying like they're fed up and and they just you know they don't want to go anymore. They just they're falling out of love with a, with a football club and and rather than kind of do something about it, like what Matt's just saying like with his dad, he'll just go home and just come to the next game and just rinse and repeat. That's not really. Yeah, but that's... I think it'd be a mistake on our part to criticise anyone. You know, they all pay the money; they're all entitled to their opinion. If you agree with what we're saying, you know, help us out. If, if yeah. you don't, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying um, criticize. I'm just saying how. Obviously, in order to gain traction and, and to to yeah. gain a following, you need to somehow change their way of thinking by however however that is to to get them to actually sit yeah. up and realize to, to they need to do something. So I'm just, I'm just kind of asking if you have you got any any plans of, of how you're going to do that. Well, I think first and foremost, we need podcasts, we need supporters groups, we need anybody that agrees with us. I mean, we've been on this podcast now, you know, best part of an hour, and there's not been much objection to what we're saying. Uh, we read Al's talk, don't seem to be much objection to what we're doing on there either. We need people like that on board. We need musicians, we need ex-players, we need anybody that agrees with us to actually come out and say they agree with us. That's the first step. And by doing that, we'll grow a following. A minute, we've got, I don't know, 2,600 followers on Twitter. It's not enough. So followers on Twitter, little plug there, but just try and help us out. And end of the day, if you agree with the cause, you don't have to agree with the 1867 group full stop. If you agree with the the thought that Chan needs to move on, then we need your help, essentially. 
Great stuff. Cheers for that. Right, we're going to come to Paul as well. Paul's been patiently waiting. Paul, mate, what do you want to say, pal? Oh, it's good. Listen, mate, uh, really enjoying what people are saying. Um, you sadistic respect. person, Paul. It's all been depressing. Oh, this. <laughs> I mean, no, enjoying, it's all good, I'm mate. Enjoying the, I'm enjoying a movement that's that's not happy to just sit there and let the club die. Look, it's called the debate. Um, it's called the debate show, Paul. I think we're just having we're just having a good debate, aren't we? Just um, putting points across no, and no, things like that. No, what I'm saying is I'm I'm, I'm enjoying listening to um, you know people that are, are getting angry because it, it leads to one thing. You know what? What the group, you know, respect to the group as well for for taking it upon themselves to, you know, speak for a lot of people. I was there at Millwall. I'm disgusted. I, I, I'm very, 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 very confused. I'm confused at an owner that basically buys a load of players that nobody else seemingly wants, including a manager, and then wants to keep the club. Doesn't want to sell it. Doesn't buy the things that everybody knows that we need in regards to a striker. Um, not listen. I'll not call Ashley Fletcher a striker. I'm sure he's a nice bloke. Um, but we, we we didn't get the tools we needed. Um, it almost feels like it's a control and power thing with him. It's like you will do what I say, and it's almost bizarre to me the fact that this club. I think going, you know, the, the one asset that I've always said it's got is the fan base. You managed to piss the fan base off. What what chairman does that? to the only asset that the club's got. Not only that, what I'd like to say about, about that is it's just absolutely bizarre to to wonder what he wants to do with a club that he just seemingly can't control. You, you know, we, we lost the CEO, we lost Liam Dooley. He's not going to get replaced, is he? So, well, so there's parts of the club that's obviously going to be suffering as well internally because of that. I'm sure that by spreading his job around other people doesn't really answer the question. Um, These things that, you know, I was lucky enough to be invited to speak about after Chancey of his talk, people that might be able to help the club in certain ways. And it's just not being acknowledged. There was, there was people in that room, not myself, there's people in that room that were extremely clever businessmen, you know, fans of this club from all areas of expertise and professionalism. And I was like, wow, that's a great idea. None of it got executed. It's almost like it's a closed door. And something does, I said it on a tweet, something does need to happen because what do we all think is going to happen? Inevitably, it's going to stop and then we will be in the shit because somebody's got us by the nuts. And it, it, and it just seems like a fear game of if you, if you do kick up, I'll take my money away. Well, do it. Do it. Do you know what I mean? At the end of the day, Sheffield Wednesday Football Club, and I'm not saying no club can die, this is one of the oldest clubs in the world, in, in the country, in the world, most respected. Don't tell me that if it actively gets put up for sale, nobody's going to come in for it. Yeah, I thought they, they will be, there should be someone done this somewhere. Um, the fan base, the fan base alone. If you utilise 29,000 people every Saturday, you're going to make money if you do it the right way. Well, I mean, the, the, I've just had a tweet... You know, we, we, we're paying big prices. We're paying top whack. 
you know, we, we want, listen, to be honest with you, just my personal opinion, I never want to see Jeff Hendrick in a Wednesday shirt ever again. <laughs> ever again. You know, and if, and if some of these fans that are saying, there was somebody that tweeted, oh, wait till the next transfer window. Why would you do that before? What's he going to bring in? We've just had two midfielders when we didn't need him. I, I, well, I'm not calling one of them a midfielder, but I, I tell you, you know, it's just getting embarrassing and it's painful for us all. And, and we deserve. I always say this when I come on: the fans deserve better. Paul, just just on just to kind of counter what you've just said, there is a tweet from uh, Wow Wow. He's put, uh, "Who'd buy Sheffield Wednesday over any other EFL club?" Yes, we have a good fan base, but we don't own the stadium, which is falling to bits. We lose two million pound uh, a month, likely to be in League One uh, next season. Squad needs heavy investment. Training facilities are shite. Academy is average, and clubs. Up his decades behind others. Well, we did actually already read that tweet before we came on, and it's a good point. Um, well, Chantiri bought it with exactly that, and he's made it worse. Mm. So, every one of them points that's been made, Chantiri inherited and and put in decline. So, Can there I just are say something that worked. Sorry, there are people that will buy it because Chantiri, for one, bought that. Yeah. You know, and and there are people out there that could have bought that and made it better. The only well, problem here is that the guy that bought it didn't know what to do with any of those problems, and he's not improved any of them, apart from putting a scoreboard up. <laughs> it makes me laugh when people say that. But, the pitch and the scoreboard, they're, they're, they're well, to improve the players. Oh, at the end of this season, all the most of the players walk away. They can walk away. It's a complete rebuild. I mean. Do we want this chairman to rebuild again with what he's just done in the summer? I mean, it's more or less a complete rebuild in the summer, which that bit doesn't worry me as much as putting a foot in when we need to stay out of relegation. And I'm not saying the players won't, but, you know, I'm sure we've seen it before when there's certain players that haven't put that foot in when they're out of contract. And, you know, are we, are we inevitably going to League One because they're not going to get sorted out? Until the last minute, Paul. Do get sorted out. Paul just had Matt, uh, who was a Reading fan, saying, "I'm glad I don't have to see Jeff Hendrick in a Reading shirt ever again." As well, do you know so. what, though, James? The sad thing is, we all knew it before Jeff Hendrick even came. We all knew what he was like. I, I said to my mate, "Why have we signed him? What does he do?" Because I got a mate who was a Reading fan, and I had a mate. Oh, Paul, are you still there, mate? Newcastle fan. Hi there. And basically, we've just signed a body. Yeah, I'm still there. Hear me. We've just signed a body, haven't we, inevitably? I mean, I didn't think Jeff Hendrick was any good when he signed. No disrespect to him. I think we all knew what we'd get from Jeff Hendrick. Well, there's and, a reason and, why he's not been playing uh, playing week in, week out, really, to be, uh, to be honest on but that why one. are we going for players like that? This is the problem. Why aren't we going for hungry players? I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's the same position, you know, and dare I say it, Wilder, when he rebuilt Sheffield United, arguably, what did he do? He went and got lower league players that were at the top of the game, young lads, you know, look at, I mean... Baldock, for example, player of the year in League Two or something, goes and nicks them. I'm not saying Wednesday are in a position to do that, but that's where we should be. And we've not we've not had it for a few seasons, have we? When you look at it really, you know, fifteen ish players leaving the last the two seasons before this one. And we've had to rebuild it on freezing loans. I said it before. It's all the time, isn't it, mate? It's, it's all the time. You could only you could only sign a certain quality of player on a free and loan. Yes, we can pay big wages. Yes, we got Michael Smith, who did a job. Yes, we got whatever, but we're not going to get a quality of player when we can't even pay a minimal fee for these players that you're even suggesting. And that's it's the, the hamster wheel, isn't it? 
it's the hamster wheel that we're on. Every, it, you know, each sleep game defeat. <laughs> it's the hamster wheel of every end of the season. We do the same again. We might keep Bannon. We might keep, you know, I don't know, Dawson. But we don't even, I don't think, I think we're the most complacent fan base. And I don't know whether that's because I'm in it. I've ever seen. I, I did a lot of work for Man United. And I tell you what, they'd be probably tearing the seats up now. I mean, I know they're not happy with the Glaziers, but with this going on, like not only just they'd be absolutely worried. I'm sure they would, and I'm worried, like everybody else, because after the capitulation on Saturday, it's just like I've just gone back 18 steps because I thought we were getting somewhere, and to just capitulate like that on the pitch, it's just very worrying, isn't it? Cheers for that, Paul. Uh, another one for the group. Uh, have you got anything in mind that, that's going to be next? Obviously, you've done the um, on, on Monday. Obviously, put the banner out. You've got this petition that's that's running. That's that's obviously gathering a little bit of uh, a little bit of momentum over what he said over fourteen hundred signatures already so far. Is, is there any plans of, of anything else, or is it just a case of you know people to come forward and and give their ideas and and, and do it that way? We're um... We're planning behind the scenes at the minute um, for a future game. We're not going to say when. Uh, we were asked to be more professional, uh, so we're going to do it properly. We're speaking to the relevant authorities in, in the, at the moment, um, as well as one of the supporters group, uh, in terms of getting wheels in motion for that. Great stuff. Uh, yeah, um, I suppose you, you t- you're taking people's comments on board then, what people, what people are saying. Um, I mean... I think I suppose if people felt more passionately about about actually getting Chancery out than they do about opposing to to things that you're doing, we might you, we might have perhaps got somewhere by now. Well, this is half a problem. I think you know rather than getting bogged down on who we are or what you know silly things like that. How does Chancery continually get away with what it gets away with? Yet people are turning the frustrations to just Wednesday. I so one want to see a better club. That's why I, I genuinely can't get my head around that. You know, the 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 us being anonymous is a, a strange thing. Um, does it really matter? We're not that anonymous. Oh, we've got fourteen hundred people at minute that that all agree with us. So it's more about the actual me- message of the protest rather than who people are. Yeah, cheers for that. Right, let's let's come to let's come to Tim. Tim's been waiting. Tim, how are you, pal? You all right? I'm all right. Not been on for a while. How are we doing? I'm all good, thank you very much, mate. Um, yeah, what do you want to what do you want to send me? I've seen you've been putting a lot of emojis up when when the the group have been talking, agreeing what they've been saying. To be fair, that's the only that's the only thing I hate about this blooming uh, debate show. There's always someone that'll say all your bits before, and then when you've uh, <laughs> requested to come in, you're like. I don't know what to say now. Yeah, you can just re- um, you can just re- reiterate those points, mate. You know, saying the same thing, still I mean, putting, putting the same thing across. Everything Matt said was absolutely bang on. Like it, I mean, like what you said, obviously uh, a minute ago about obviously our my first game was uh, we lost one nil to Man United at home in relegation uh, season. That, that was nine nine two thousand, yeah. Yeah, and then like now it's just like I mean I've probably gone to a couple more before, but that's the one that I remember. Uh, but then like now I look and I just think like you know every, every time you go on audio, you always speak to some random fans and they always say oh Sheffield Wednesday uh, used to be right good back in there just a mid mid 
mediocre uh, championship side now. And I think it's such a shame uh, when you look at Forest, Leeds, uh, even them across City. There's a couple of teams that have, all right, not been in Prem for a few years, but have bounced back up in recent times. And I think, God, we must be the longest serving, uh, must be the longest serving club that's been out of the Prem. And you just think, oh, but then it's like, uh, you know, we've just, yeah, we've just gone about it. Obviously, all that, the business side, and how he runs it all wrong and all the rest of it. Uh, just, just, There's just so many things where, you know, like, if I got told tomorrow, uh, right, go and run a, a greyhound track, let's say, uh, just somehow random. If I went, got told to go down to Ollerton and go and run it right, it's now yours. Oh, I ain't got a foggiest. But I'll try and learn and all the rest of it or bring people in that have, worked in hospitality, this, that, whatever, and go, right, where, where can we go to try and make money out of this? Because no one buys a football club for just a, an hobby. And it just sounds, when you look at, you know, there's bound to be loads of uh, owners that lose a bit of money or do a bit of tax stuff, a bit of dodgy stuff. But then I look at us and it just looks like, it's as if he, he's got all the, he's just spinning all the plates by the sounds of it and he ain't got a clue what he's doing mm. and when he first come in, we got all LED boards round, new bloody uh, scoreboards, obviously put Chanzerai all over. It actually looked like he started really a place that really does need doing up uh, quite well. Again, we're bringing up bloody loads of decent uh, ex-prem or could be prem uh, top championship players in Forestieri, Alt Restroom, Upa. And I think, oh, and now I think because we were so close, that's, I've always had that, for me, I look at that squad and think, right, really, there's going to be, obviously, there's going to be players that we've brought in, which clearly we have done this year. I mean, of the summer transfer window, I'd say there's probably, I'd always say there's two or three that are probably worth uh, playing every week. The rest of them, like someone else said, they're just people that no one wanted and, and it's just, oh, just keep fans happy and just, just sign someone and hope it works out. And I think, like I say, but then when you look at all the players we've brought in, they just all go under free anyway. So how's that, uh, as a business sense, how is that um, How is that meant to be a viable source for us going forward? But, but think, right. For me, Tim, there's just no plan, is there? Like, you know, you, you, no. could, you could see that a mile off anyway, but it's just being reiterated at the end of last season. What you you should have in your you know a plan that if we get into into the championship by hook or crook, whether that's automatics or via the playoffs or however it is, that you should have already had something on the table whereby your contract for Darren Moore is X or Y or whatever it is. That those discussions should not have been had two weeks after we beat Barnsley at Wembley after he's come back off his holidays. That that that's not how you operate as a football club. You should already know what you're going to be spending on your on your staff, whether that's manager, backroom staff, everything, players, the lot. You should you should know what that what's going to happen. Whether you're going to be in League One or whether you're going to be in the Championship, like, and then the fact that it just put us on the back foot massively, and then again, you know, Cisco coming in. There was no plan there. Again, you should always, in my mind, how long do managers last on average at a football club? I, I bet if you, if a manager makes two years, they're, they're doing quite well for himself. So based on that, why have you not already got a list of managers who you should, who you've got in mind that fit the, 
fit the kind of style of player that you're looking for or the type of manager that you're looking for so that when the inevitable happens and you have a, a downturn in fortune or or your manager leaves or whatever it may be, you're not, again, having to scrabble around, having 50 or 60 interviews for a new manager. You should already have that that in place and go, right, we're going to have him because we've been looking at him for, for however long. All right, it might not work. You might not get who you want, but you'll have a list of, of managers that you need. We clearly haven't got that. I mean, all right, this yeah. one with Danny Rule might have worked. So apparently we spoke to him in the summer. Then he was out of work. So we went and got him. Fair enough. I'll give him I'll give him his dues on that one. But, you know, again, there's just the fact that we didn't have a plan of when we came out of the, the league below into the league above it's no surprise where what the, you know why we're sat twenty fourth, nine points adrift at the bottom, having only won one game out of sixteen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I mean, do a, like I say, if I came in and did any anybody role, worked at NASA, wherever, there's going to be loads of stuff that I ain't got foggiest about. But you're gonna come on, Tim. It's not rocket science. No, exactly. And then you're just going to think, right, bring in the right people. It's just, it's just like a job. Uh, if, if Let's say you run a, I'm trying to think of something now, um, an engineering business. You know you need people that work on shop floor. You need an accountant. You're going to need this, that, whatever. And regardless whether people come in full-time or on a temporary basis, you've got to get them people in right at the right time. But also, when, if, for instance, someone does go on maternity or whatever, you've got to replace them quickly. Now, when you look at our players... I, I, like I say, there's no apart from Bannon and a couple of that have stayed the long run in a sense. Some of them I do look at and think, like, like the new signings that we've signed, they're going to be dead wood now for three years e- easily. Uh, and I just, even when we go to League One, I don't even see them as League One players. Um, and it's just a shame that, like someone, um, I've got a single lad's called now, uh, lad that was on before. It, he said we've not got any hungry players, and I can't, I kind of. There's a few youngsters that I look at and uh, that I think, oh, that lad that come from PSG, I forgot his name now. Uh, you know, people like that should be like, really, this is their opportunity to go out and show that why they didn't get playing for PSG every week. They should be literally thinking, right, I'm going to make a name for myself here, open to get that next big money move to whoever, Milan, blah, 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 blah. And I think that's what people like Delhi Bash... Uh, Delhi did last year a few others they're trying to make amends for himself obviously it worked for Delhi but there's I, I look at our squad and, and I, I just don't think there's no way we're good enough and at the same time I look at right who do we bring in do we terminate a few loans definitely Ashley Fletcher needs to go he's never been a footballer let alone a striker um, and then like I say Hendrick he, again he, he's someone else that's come in that we don't need um, and I like to say, it's such a shame that we've got a fantastic management uh, now in, uh, and you can only coach people so much uh, and improve people fitness-wise, speed, whatever. And I, I just, I, I generally think it's, even though it's only 16 games and you're theoretically looking at thinking mathematically, we could still win league. Uh, but no, I generally think... What's that saying? What's that saying, Tim? Excuse the pun, but you can't polish a turd, but you can roll it in glitter. Um, I kind of think that's what Danny Real is trying to do at the moment with uh, with some of those players. Uh, Tim, thanks for your, thanks for your comments, mate. I do appreciate. It. I'll come to Gavin in a second, uh, but the, the group might just want to 
react to to Julian's comments. Uh, you might have seen it. Part of the reason I don't go, uh, don't want to go anymore after four years is because of this group. The reason why this won't gather momentum is because you don't have a plan to replace Chan Siri. You don't have the money or investment to move him on. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, look, I don't want to. I don't want to get into an argument with anyone. As far as I'm concerned, he might not have a club to go to anyway. Where it's going, so is is that is that a fair point that you won't go to watch your your football team because some fans don't agree with chairman? I find that a strange, a strange narrative, really, to be honest. Yeah, the only thing I'd say on that from my from my point of view is I I see this a lot. Who's going to buy us? Where's your buyers? Who have you got lined up to to take over, etc., cetera, etc.? Cetera. One thing I'd say on that is I, I don't think it's up to the fans to bring a buyer to the table. Um, I think I think you've you've already said it before, and the the first step is for Chancery to openly say the club is up for sale. Now you know anything's for sale in in that regards. Someone could come to me today and say I'll give you ten grand for your car. Um, if I don't want to sell it, I don't want to sell it. Whereas you know, you're not going to go around to everyone. You know, someone who wants to buy a football club isn't going to approach every single football club and say, is your club up for sale? Can I buy it? And they don't work like that. Whereas if someone puts it on, you know, puts it in the shop window, you know, they're up for it. So you, so that's, you know, that's the one that you're going to go for. And that's the one that you're going to buy. Um, I don't think he's done that, even though he says the club is always up for sale. I don't think he's actually... Actively. I don't think he said that since twenty, like twenty eighteen, has he? Well, he's come out. He, he, he contradicts himself all the time, though, doesn't he? He's come out and said it's up for sale. Then he says it's definitely not up for sale. So is it up for sale or is it not? Like nobody knows, do they? He's not actually. He says it flippantly, but I think he says everything flippantly when he gets backed into a corner. He just comes out with some some rubbish that he doesn't actually mean. Um, he just says it because I don't. I don't know whether it's a culture thing or a. Um, a language barrier thing or a misinterpretation of what he's trying to actually get across. But whatever it is, it, it doesn't come across in, in the right way. Right. Let's come to Gavin because Gavin's uh, been patiently waiting. We've got probably 10, 15 minutes left on this show. Gavin, how are you, mate? You all right? Hiya. We're all right. Yeah, we're all, uh, we're all good. Uh, I, I thought we were going to talk about other things, but it's been quite a lively debate on, uh, on this on this so we'll we'll carry well, on yeah I've, I've, I've been listening patiently i've been listening to everybody's thoughts whether it's good or bad it's like but how do you actually put a value on a football club it's like it's like to me it's like if you want to sell your house you go an estate agent and he'll come around and he'll have a look and he'll say it's worth such and such blah 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 blah, blah. how do you put a value on a football club well i think you've got to look at You've got to look at saleable assets in terms of the squad. Um, I don't think we've really got any saleable assets. I mean, you look, there's, we've got four or five players on loan, which obviously they're not, they're not our players. The vast majority of our players are aging players. When you look at the likes of Barry Bannon, Lee Gregory, Michael Smith, Liam Palmer, etc. Um, I think the only players that have got any sort of value, you'd probably say George Byers, um, Masaba and Gasama. They might have some value in a couple of years' time at the moment, they've not yet proven themselves. So, you, you know, it's difficult to say how much they're worth. When, when you look at that, the squad's not worth a great deal. You're not like, you know, looking at a Bayern Munich or a, a Man United, Chelsea, etc. that's probably worth best part of, you know, 
three quarters of, three quarters of a billion pound or whatever it may be. These well, aren't worth these aren't worth anything. You look at the the stadium. We don't own the stadium. Uh, all right, you'd like to think it would throw that in, but again, um, the, the stadium, what the price that he bought it for, were just to to fiddle the books in which we didn't even uh, didn't even achieve that. Um, training grounds not worth. Uh, a bag of balloons it's you know it's, it's really run down needs a lot of work doing to it so yeah in answer to your question I, I you know i don't know how you how you value it but when you look at the assets that, that that we've actually got as a football club the only thing that you can kind of come back to i suppose is the fan base that keeps turning up week in week out home and away all right i know we don't get the the revenue for the away games but 20 you know 20 odd thousand when we last time we dropped below twenty thousand tickets for a league game um so i can't remember it probably it probably have done at some point but point i'm making is it's been twenty odd thousand every single every single week and we're uh rock bottom we, at championship <laughs> we, we 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 are ba- we are basically the money pigs for this club because like you say middle middlewood road is a shithole we don't even own his ground. And to be fair, for as long as I've been a Wednesday fan, we've never been a selling club. I mean, yeah, the the last player I can remember is selling were Lucas Zhao, and before that it were, uh, what's it called, Antonio. But we've never been a selling club. Um, but I feel sorry for Danny Roll because he's inherited this squad and it's... It's League One at best, and it's like it's like as much as I rate Dawson, he's found his level. He's only League One, bless him. As much as as much as he's one of his own, like we all chanted last season, he's found his level at League One. Um, I don't know where we're gonna go. It's like it's like yeah, it's it's a, it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because the squad does need that investment. Um, we don't know whether Chancery is being truthful in saying that he's not putting any additional money into the football club because he says that, and then he brings in. Well, then he sacks the manager and brings in, you know, play uh, people that are probably on more money than the whole of the coaching staff that we had before. So he doesn't exactly. kind of doesn't, doesn't doesn't really ring true in what he's saying. Then he doesn't pay, you know, HMRC in time money that, you know, that's that's not additional money. That's money that you should have collected from from the, the income that was coming in yeah. from the football yeah. club and yet every day running, you know, every day, that day-to-day running of the football club. Uh, but he doesn't do that. It's, there's lots of things that, he, that he's doing that's very contradictory. And I also feel as well, there's a lot of quick wins that he could have done um, in the, you know in, in his eight years, but certainly uh, since we got promoted from, you know, uh, via the playoffs and, and via Wembley and all those magic days, you know, magical two games that we had at the end of last season. Mm, There's a yeah. lot of things that it could have done to kind of um, put right the wrongs, let's say, or at least, you know, paper over the cracks a little bit better. Exactly. Um, exactly. He, he and he hasn't done, done, he's failed to do them once again. He, he, he could have done a lot of things, but unfortunately... He hasn't, and I get why there's a protest group in the 1867 group and what have you. But my my question is to them: It's like, obviously, it's like the we've we've not exactly been, you know, results has hasn't been exactly great lately. But you can see the improvement under Danny Roll. 
So it's like my question is to the eighteen sixty seven group is if and I say this is a fucking big if by the way, if results do start going his way where we start winning and not losing, what's gonna to happen to eighteen sixty seven group if results start going for us? Well it's not we're not, not gonna go away. It's not necessarily about results for us, is it? Because even if we stayed up, we're back to where we were. But it is about fact, results in a at this moment in time. Well, it's about results for the club, for the football team. But the actual club, it's not actually about results at the minute, is it? Because even if we stay up, what happens next season? That's next season. We, it's this yeah, but you can't keep thinking like that because... It, if you do that forever, you don't have a football club. Thing is, more res- to a football, there's more to a football club than what's happening on pitch. And what's happening on pitch is as bad as it possibly can get. What's happening <laughs> off it is even worse. Yeah, I get, I get that. But, but it's, like, it's like I've got friends who support like Man United and Liverpool and they're complaining about being fourth or fifth in Premier League. And it's like, well, I say to him, it's like, try following fucking Wednesday. It was, it's a good point, but, you know, Wednesday... Wednesday have been there and not necessarily complained. Yeah, we're complaining because we're not there. The that's the point. Position. We're complaining cool. because we're not there, I suppose. That's the point. Or anywhere near there. <clears throat> and we're about to be... Nowhere near there because we we might end up as it's going much much worse off. So comparing this to Man Man United and Liverpool, I mean I do see people complaining about Man United and think I'm not completely sure what you're complaining about because you spent millions and millions. But we're in a totally different position to Man United and Liverpool. I mean, you know, to, to, just because because their fans are complaining doesn't mean we can't. No, I, 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 I totally get that. I, I totally get that. It's like every every club and every fan has got a right to complain. But maybe we're just not as good as what we think we are anymore. Thing is, you look at the results and the ownership, the two separate things. You can support the players and the team, but you can also protest at the ownership and the way it's going. So short-term thinking, off-pitch, the owner is affecting everything. And yeah. we're, not pro- we're not protesting where we are in the league. We're protesting at the ownership. Yeah, and I get that. I, I totally get that. Chancery is, well, he's balls it all up in... It's like what Mandarich did in however little time he were in. Chancery has managed to undo all that. But, you know. Yeah, I feel like you know, he's got his... Nowhere. We're no further forward than when he first came in. We're in a worse position, and it looks to get a lot, lot worse. I think, you know, I think everyone kind of didn't accept going down last time, but, you know, everyone thought, you know, we'll, we'll bounce back up. But I honestly believe that if we went down again, you know, we don't have, you know, I don't think we have the, the, the pulling power again and, the, you know, the financial backing and stability and, and things to actually... To, to turn it around with with Chancey at the helm but right let, let's just Gavin cheers for your comments let's just come to Chris before we wrap things up Chris what do you have to say mate 
Yeah, it was just a stick up for for eighteen sixty seven group a little bit. Where, like I said, if results do turn around, if we go on a win, so win ten games in a row and we get out of it, still fifty odd quid a ticket, still fifty seven quid or whatever it is for a football shirt. Do you know what I mean? You're still queuing outside gates and know what water and cop and all them bits and bats. There's still a lot going on that isn't going to get better. I think he's, he's, we've got a really good manager. There's things that have come in where it's sort of like masked over his, his problems and taken eye off ball a little bit. Um, we, we, you know, I mean, we've got, a, we've got a good manager can get behind him, but the, the running of the club is obviously what the protesting is about, isn't it? And uh, even if we're winning games and that, the, like I say, the, the ticket price, we've all said it from start, and it's been absolutely ridiculous. The pricing people are going, the next generation's going, the, the plan for the short term, the long term, and that is... Do you know what I mean? It's not good. Yeah, Chris, are you surprised that the group's not got as much backing as what it perhaps needs right I now? Think, do you know what? I think, and, and I'm, I'm like this, I think from Wembley I've gone from that much of a high to the summer and I just feel like I've been punched in stomach and winded and I'm still coming round from it. If it's still that shock factor, we've gone from such an unbelievable high after Peterborough and Wembley to all of a sudden Darren Moore going and Zisco coming in and just being an absolute, what the bloody hell's happened? And I'm still in a bit of shock of that. And I'm sort of like just thinking football. You know, I mean, got Danny rolling now and I'm, that's my first little bit of positive, I think. Even after 4-0, you know, I mean, 4-0 on Saturday and that. I'm still trying, don't know if I'm looking for flipping different glasses, but I still saw bits in that game where I thought we passed it around first 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes. We were a better team than when you bomb at league and you make a mistake. Card, you know what I mean? You don't mark it a corner, ball goes it back in it, but look goes against you. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd say I, the support, I think it, this, the, the start, are they? This is the beginning for 1867 group, and it might take half a season, another season, and stuff like that. It might have to get worse, do you know what I mean, for them to get more support. I'm like, I, I support them, I'm totally with it. I, you know what I mean? I, I'm lucky I'm a season ticket order, I got the early bird, but I've got my next door neighbor, he's, he's young lad, and that it's like. Jockey wheels, but mate, I can't bloody afford to. Yeah, it's, uh, it's expensive, isn't it? It's really expensive. Yeah, if, if your lads coming to Sheffield University, mate, Sheffield University, do you know what I mean? You might be for London lads or whatever in country come to Sheffield University, you want to go watch a local game. Where you got to go? You got to spend 52 quid to watch it, switch at home. You got to go to flipping Bramall Lane and watch flipping Man United for flipping 30. Do you know what I mean? Mm. It's all them things where that, that's. That's where the business plan's got to come in. That's where strategy's got to come in and back. You know what I mean? It's not just staying yeah, but remember, Chris, this season, next season. Remember, Chris, he came out and said to me that, you know, kids don't want to watch Sheffield Wednesday anymore. They're only interested in Premier League football. And he said that oh, to me. He said that to me straight up. Yeah, it's ridiculous because we follow my father's my Wednesday. I mean, I feel sorry for my lad. He's a Wednesday lad. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what? I walk, grandson I, will be a Wednesday lad. I walk in round Medwall earlier and um, obviously Wednesday shop went, you know, however, you know, uh, quite a few months ago. I think United shop's already gone or it's, well, it weren't open anyway when we walked past. And um, and it's sad that there were stands and they were um, selling like scarves or memorabilia or whatever for for Man United and Chelsea and stuff like that. And I just thought it was really sad that you met a wall in Sheffield and, you know, we can't even have, we can't even have a shop to, to buy the stuff. I mean, uh, it, I suppose it comes down to the fact that it's far too overpriced and people don't want to yeah. buy it in the first place. But still, I did, I did think it were pretty sad. Chris, uh, I said you were the last one, but I forgot I've got Azza um, that wants to say okay. something as well. So we'll uh, come to him um, quickly. Azza, are you still there? Azza, do you want to unmute yourself? 
looks like he's uh, he's not there. Uh, can right. I just jump in, Jim? Yeah, of course you Going can. Going back mate. to Chris. Go on, yeah. Um, it's coming up to that point of the season as well where the early bird comes out. Now that will be telling as to what happens with the fan base because if he comes out with take season tickets for next season and they go up, but we are bottom of the league looking like we're going to go down, then you need to ask yourself, where do we go from there sort of thing? Yeah, I'm surprised those ticket prices haven't come out already. Um, we know this cash flow issues. Uh, we know he needs money. I'm surprised he's not he's not brought him out and kind of used that as a bit of a bargaining tool because he knows people will buy him. You know, you know, he knows people will, will buy him as soon as they come out because it's something they've done for 20, 30, 40, 50 odd years all their life. Uh, and I think that's one thing just before we kind of sign off. And that's one thing that he needs to realise, and I still don't think he does, is that yes, football is a business. Well, it certainly is now anyway, has been for however many years. Um, but it's, it's not a business like any other. Um, you can't, it's not like a, you know, Marks and Spencer's or whatever, or a, or a supermarket. Like I said, people can't just switch their allegiances just because. I'm sure there's some people that have. I'm sure there's some... I know people that were once, you know, Wednesday fans and then become United fans and vice versa. It does happen, but 99.9% of the time it doesn't. And just because the team's not doing very well, people will still turn up. We've shown that. 20,000 fans watching, you know, uh, bottom of the league team that's won one game all season play against Millwall I mean look at the Rotherham game the Rotherham game's a little bit different because it's obviously a bit of a there's a little bit of a rivalry there but people still turn up in the in the droves um, and I don't think it gets it that that's that's just what football fans do and if it, you know, it seems, deems it necessary to to rinse football fans constantly with the ticket prices with the season ticket prices and doesn't kind of when, when there's a bit of a backlash it doesn't get it, um, but yeah, right. We're going to wrap things up there. Ran on a little bit, a little bit there. I want a massive thanks to the eighteen sixteen seven group to coming on and uh, and you know answering some of the questions that that people have posed and everything. Massive thanks to everyone else that's come on. Ben, Tim, Soaps, Gavin, Chris, um, everyone else that's uh, that's come off. Uh, as well to, to 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 give your opinions and put your opinions across. I do really appreciate it. If you've not listened to us before, we do this every single week. We do the debate show uh, every week, Wednesday at eight o'clock. Obviously, usually talking about the the game from the weekend or looking ahead to the game coming up. We'll be doing that next week. Obviously, looking ahead to Wayne Rooney's Birmingham. Will uh, Will Wayne Rooney get his first win of the season against? little old charity FC when the, when they come to town on uh, a week on Saturday. We'll be talking about that. Uh, do make sure you, uh, you you follow us on Twitter and follow the podcast as well. Do every you know, episodes every Monday without fail uh, and you'll be able to hear whether, we, uh, whether we're successful or not at the Football Content Awards tomorrow evening as well. Again, massive thanks everyone for, for joining us. Do really appreciate it and we'll see you all next time. Cheers, guys. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.